Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. I am so excited to have today's guest with us. Cassandra Como is somebody that I have been familiar with for a while. I have worked with her. She is absolutely incredible. And she's now a certified online business manager of her business, CMC Virtual Professional Services. And she is also a fellow Canadian. Welcome, Cassandra. I'm so excited to chat with you today. I'm super excited too. Like we said before the call, I'm slightly nervous, so I'll try my best not to ramble. All of our listeners are pretty much introverts, so they'll get it. (laughs) So I know one of your goals is to help other business owners create a more simple business with systems and strategy and management. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit about your backstory as an entrepreneur and how you got started. Sure. I've always had an essence of an entrepreneurial. I never knew definitively what that was going to look like. But when I finished high school, I pummeled my way through high school. I graduated in 17 so I could get into college and get that stuff under my belt. Like I was barely 20 when I graduated college. I was still pretty young, still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And so I drifted between a sales and administration type work through most of my nine to five career path. And when I was pregnant with my daughter, now five years ago, scary thought, I was transitioning because I wanted to have a little more flexibility. And the job I had at the time allowed me to work from home a little bit more. So that way I could be home with my son who's older. There's almost a nine-year gap there, but I was able to be home after school for him. And that started introducing me slowly into the digital space, like how to use the online tools a little bit more organized myself. And then when I was out on maternity leave, I believe it was Abby Ashley I actually came across first. And she introduced me to the virtual assistant space and Michaela Quinn and like those guys and just learning from them how you can take these skills that I've spent almost 15 years developing and how to turn that into something that could be more on my terms and a little more flexibility for me and my family, because my husband drives trucks, so he couldn't drop what he was doing to come home. So if there was things that were going on at home, I had to be the one to do that. So it was trying to find the happy place between making the money and having the professional goals and having the flexibility to be at home. And that was what started it. And I'd done mortgages and I had a bookkeeping background. And so looking at those skill sets, and I've always been in a tech forward ability, like self-taught wise, like I could find ways to figure out the ins and outs on a lot of software. So I'm like, okay, so you look at those pieces and that's when I thought, okay, I'm going to see how this goes. And it ended up turning into an amazing opportunity because I've met some amazing people in the virtual space, as well as from my clients that have taught me so much that I didn't know how big this world could be. And I realized because I was doing virtual assisting and mortgage agenting, I was realizing really quickly how much I really liked the system side 
more and more and more. And I don't know if that's the introverted side of me coming out more and more and more, the more I learned, but it was just realizing I wasn't wanting to put myself out there in the sales the same as much as I wanted to get more and more efficient on the system side. And then I just started finding ways to earn experience and money and just jumped in head first and been digging my way around since then. <laughs> I think that's so awesome. So many people just starting at like learning about the entrepreneur space and working as a service provider or freelancer. I see a lot of people think like, I don't have any experience, but if you've been working and learning on a computer, like you have experience, it's just, a, you need to figure out how to transition those skills. And it's getting down and dirty and making mistakes through everything from school back. You have to learn how to be messy at it. You have to learn the ways you can mess up in order to improve yourself. Not that you ever want to make a mistake. My perfectionist side of me is like, cringes when I say that, but everything is a learning opportunity. And that's what I teach my kids. Like anybody that works with me, that's the big thing. Anybody I've taught or trained or worked with in any capacity, it's you have to make a mistake to learn. And then you have to take that lesson and learn, actually take it and learn from it and pull that all in and you'll grow your confidence. You'd be surprised at how far you can get. And that it's still surprising to me, even now, just how much taking that time and digging in it just it's amazing how the opportunities that come from it <laughs> so true to use those mistakes as learning lessons and turn it around so that it helps build your confidence because i think some of us especially perfectionists we can get lost in the i made a mistake and being hard on yourself about it instead of actually turning it around and actually figuring out what happened how you can adjust things for next time what are the big learning lessons like to take from that? And I think that's where you need to think about it in a different way. And that's the big thing that like growing up, my dad always said that you have to learn something new every day. And that's a lot of the basis of how I function as an adult, function as an entrepreneur, function as a parent, you know, and just in teaching and just interacting in the community, the villages we all live in. You've got to take these moments, take these experiences and you have to learn from them. Otherwise, there's no way that you can grow and not have imposter syndrome, which again, very guilty of imposter syndrome and beating myself up. There's days I'm like, why did I do that? And I yell at myself, but you have to eventually take yourself out of that. Otherwise you can't take these little nuggets and learn from them and grow them because they can become skill sets in themselves. Those resilience moments as well. I know a lot of people are probably like, what exactly is an online business manager? I feel like I've talked about hiring an OBM on Clubhouse and everyone just started flooding the room with what is an OBM? What do they do? So I'd love for you to share a little bit about what exactly an OBM is, who probably is the best person that needs an OBM and how it can really make an impact on somebody's business. There's the traditional definition of online business manager. It sounds what it is in that sense. How I look at it is taking someone who is coming into the business and because you know your business. So looking at it from the person you're working with perspective, you know your business, you know the ins and outs, but at the same time, the small things are what take you away from your zone of brilliance. And so sometimes having those outside people come in and say, okay, I see what you're doing. I love this piece, this piece, but I can see how we can automate this, we can systemize that and actually take it down into bite-sized chunks, but it gets it out of the owner's 
list of things to do so that they can turn around and continue to scale their business in the way that the reason they started their business. So they started it to serve, they started it to sell. There was a product, a a piece of knowledge when you're in a coaching space, you're wanting to share your experiences, but you don't want to be taken away and having to think about that email sequence and the the landing pages and the, like how the customer service piece, because coming from those pieces, like those are totally different wheelhouses that when you're a beginner business person and beginner entrepreneur, you have no choice. You have to be involved in. But when you hit a certain level, a certain revenue point, it hits a point where you do have to find help. You do have to get someone in there to help manage the team, to help train the team like as you grow because you're going to add your team members. This is what an online business manager has the ability to do. They can come in, treat it like your baby's their baby, basically. And just say, okay, this is where I see some gaps. So we need to do either training or bring someone in. I see this sequence is a little bit too much labor intensive. Can we simplify it? Can we automate it? Can we make it simple? And that way it takes that weight off of the owner and off of the, whether it's a single owner or partners, allows them to go back and find the ability to sell their product or service and or add to their product line because They've been so bogged down with the other side of things. That's how I take the online business manager role. If you're kind of coming in and hugging the owner saying, you've done great, now it's my turn. And I can come in and take it to where you had your vision. And that's my job to help you do that. For me, I always felt like it was a little bit of streamlining help, HR help, project management, because as you grow, so many little things can fall through the cracks, especially if you're trying to do it as a solopreneur, there's only so much one person can do. And I know for me, like I was saying that in the clubhouse rooms, if you're somebody who wants to build a team, but the thought of that is just overwhelming, taking the time out to train the team and get processes set up, you need to hire a business manager first. (laughs) And that's the thing, you hit that point in your business and that you need that help. And that's what they're there for. They come in as the fresh set of eyes to say, okay, I know how we can streamline this. And then what you try to do is it's done. It's just taking that weight away. It's another method of support, essentially. It's the next level of, okay, I've got the VAs, I've got the copywriters, I've got all these guys, but now how do I make sure they're all doing what they want or like what I need done in the right order? And that's where online business manager can come in and help with that too, help keep everybody on task. And like you said, implementing the project management pieces, like using whether it's ClickUp or those sorts of apps. So everybody knows where they are in the cog of the business. I feel like a lot of people recommend hiring a VA first, which I think is a good idea, but I did the same thing. I hired two VAs first. And what I found was that I was just so busy that I was the bottleneck holding them back from getting what they needed. So that's where I think if you're wanting to hire a VA and get some help, but if you're going to be holding up them doing what they're hired to do or not giving them what they need, then you probably need a business manager first. (laughs) I have worked with clients in the VA space and have experienced that and feeling like your hands are tied as the VA because it's not allowing your VA to succeed either. And it's no fault to you, no fault to the VA. It's just like you said, it's sometimes it's just that as a business owner, you don't always have the bandwidth to 
train or teach or explain. Sometimes you want, it's almost like a mind reader. You want somebody just to get it so that you can continue to expand it and grow it and do the things you love. That's the reason you got into business. This is the reason we do these things is we want to love what we do. We know there's things you have to do, but you want to be able to always have that space to do that. And that's where bringing in online managers and things like that allow you to go back to that and go back to the reason you started doing what you were doing. Yeah. One of the biggest pieces for me too, with that was when I was holding up my VAs, I fell back into the mindset of, well, because I had no SOPs, I had no systems in place for them or like anything right now, it was all in my head for me to be like, oh, I could really use their help to do this. But for me to write it all out, it would be easier for me to just do it. So I fell back into that trap after I'd hired VAs to help me. And that's where business managers can really make an impact and difference. Another thing to look at too, like you said, you just have it in your head. One thing I've been encouraging clients that I've worked with to do is using a program like Loom. You can do the task, just record what you're doing and then give it to somebody who can actually write it out into those SOPs for you. Then you're getting it out of your head, but you're not having to overanalyze how you're going to translate that to a person to learn from. Sometimes it can be helpful too. And your online manager can help you organize that. So you're not taking your bandwidth away from that too. And thinking about it long-term, just getting that, recording that video of you doing it once and having it written out into an SOP, like that will save you so much time. I think we get in our heads a little bit like, oh, if I have to write this all out, like it's easier for me to just do it. Well, that might be true once, but if you're doing this thing every week or every month, if you just get it out in a, in a process and hand that off, it would be so much easier. And that's the thing. And then they're following the system that works best, like how it works best for your business, because they're learning it right from you. And then you can find out too, if there's a hole in your process too, by doing that, because then you've got somebody looking at it going, okay, I see what you're doing. Oh, this would work better. This skips step four and five, but it still gets you the end result. And like having that fresh set of eyes And they can turn around and teach that to your team and know that the process is being done correctly at the same time. It's kind of a nice symbiotic way of working together too, that you know it's still your, still going to work for your business, not just some out of the can process as well. I'm huge on processes and automation and streamlining because Time is money. So any way that you can save time in the long run, even if it takes you a little bit of time, like to get all those SOPs in order at the start, it's so, so worth it. And that way too, as you expand and you're bringing on team members, everybody is learning the same. Everybody knows, like I said, it's that cog in the wheel piece. They know that the copywriter does this part of the process and it goes to your graphic designer and they do this piece and then it goes to your social media manager and they do their piece and ends up becoming your workflow as well in another essence as well. It's part of your workflow. And then you, every team member knows, oh, okay, if something's gone wrong or there's an error or a mistake, they know who to go back to, to get the, the piece they need, not necessarily corrected, but tweaked in a way that they need it. So that way, whether it's as simple as you're noticing a piece of a graphic that is cut off and it looks weird for your email management or anything like that, like it's knowing who to talk to. It allows your team to really build that community because they all know who to go to, to work together, to get to the end of that task. That's another important piece is building a team that 
is in their zone of genius. But I did want to say, because I don't know if we said it when we were talking about SOPs, if anyone listening isn't sure what an SOP is, it stand for, stands for Standard Operating Procedure. And it's a document that lists out steps for a certain task or procedure that you can give to a team member that they can follow. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I don't think we said the full name. <laughs> I'm an advocate for teamwork. And in my college, I went through school for human resources. So like it's looking at it as a mindset. And also too, it comes down to the training. It comes down to your processes, your automations. But at the same time, it also creates a level of ownership that they feel invested in your company to help it to succeed as well. And it's a mindset piece that you know that if your team knows how everybody works and how it all comes together and they get the big picture, then it, to me, at least how I work, I like to know that my little piece of it is part of the grand picture and that part of that success. And then you get that feeling of pride and, and everything in the company as well that you're working with. And it makes you feel even more passionate about what you do. So that's why I transitioned into the OBM space is I was really good at being in the weeds and doing the tasks, but I also really, really liked knowing that the brainstorming we did and the strategies we did and pulling all of that together and how each piece comes together and becoming the the essence of of the business you're working in, whether it's your personal one or the one for your client, it's that prideful moment that you're seeing the success. And with you're seeing the success, you can feel the success at the same time because you know you contributed. I don't know if that makes sense what I'm saying, but it's the whole package that that's what really brought me in and wanting to learn more about what OBMs do. That really appealed to me because I really get excited when I see where that next level is. I'm curious, what would your advice be for anyone who is currently a VA and wants to become an online business manager? Because I see that a lot in like certain Facebook groups where a lot of virtual assistants are already in that role and they don't even realize it. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on anyone who is listening and wants to maybe transition more into becoming an online business manager and what your best tips would be for somebody who's right now a virtual assistant, but maybe wants to transition more into that. For me, the biggest thing I would suggest to any VA looking to go to the next level, especially in the OBM space, but really in any of the next level spaces is really ask questions, really dive in. If you have a client that's willing to work with you and teach you on the elements of what an OBM is, like able to give you that more autonomy, those are going to be ways that you can really develop your next level. And like, for me, I just asked a lot of questions. Like I really did probe and question and ask and really dug my hands into everything to try and see where I can make more impact. And if you're at that point where you're doing that, I guess because the part two to that question is if you find you're a VA not already doing this OBM work, the next thing to do is to try and find maybe a mentor who can help you take it to the next level. And it's not saying per se, taking a certification course like I did, but that could be your next step, but you don't have to go that path to become an OBM. As long as you take the time and the care to just asking questions, getting experience, and then just going for it, finding ways that you can go to your client and say, look, I can do this, this, and this. I'm not just a simple copywriter or anything like that. Like nothing's ever simple about copywriting. Believe me, those 
they're they're magicians and I fringe on that with my writing and like I've seen some amazing that next level so I don't want to diminish any role because everybody has an amazing role but if you're finding that you're more than just the one piece that you're known for don't be afraid to go out and actually take the next steps to pulling in more skill sets like skill build and that sort of thing and then taking it to an existing client that you see that potential that's like you know what I can see how we can systemize this piece. If you're working with a photographer, it's like, I see you working to three or four different pieces of program, but there's a way that they all connect and taking that and taking that ownership and presenting it to them and saying, look, I can do this for you. I think you should invest in me to be able to do this for you. This is how I would do it. And mind map that out for them and show them that you're collected all of these skills and this is how they all work together and how you see it can help them in their business. I love that because if you're a VA, you can see the pieces that you're doing and maybe think about the bigger picture of the pieces, like the tasks that you're assigned and doing and maybe how they could be expanded or automated. And then I love going to your client and like saying, hey, there's ways to do this. You need to give me a bigger role here so that I can take this on for you. Well, that's just it. You don't know unless you ask. There's the whole Wayne Gretzky. Basically, you have to take the shot. Otherwise, you'll never know. But you have to take this chance. You kind of have to say, take ownership and take your knowledge and be able to put yourself out there. Like I know introverts, we know what we know. We know what we can bring to the table and we don't always want to necessarily voice that next level. But there's ways to do it that's still true to yourself. And I know myself, all I did was I just kept pushing and asking for more. And eventually it got to the point where I'm like, okay, this piece now works with this piece. As an example, I'm just thinking of repurposing of content. So just in a social media space, which is where a lot of my experiences come from to this point is you're taking that blog and you can repurpose it in so many ways. Becoming an OBM is the same way. Like you can take this one part of the business and you can expand it and automate it and systemize it so that it all works together cohesively, but then it allows you to continue to add to it, whether it's simple things like freebies or anything like that. Like you're pulling all of these different tentacles together. (laughs) I'm just thinking of like an octopus. So you've got, you've got your octopus. They've got the tentacles going out in so many ways an OBM kind of helps orchestrate that. It's like the brain working with your hands and your feet and your toes, and you're pulling all of these pieces together into one amazing package. And as a person coming into an OBM role, that's what you're doing. You're taking so much responsibility in these nuggets and you're finding a way to pull them all together. And by presenting that to whether it's an existing client, a new client and saying, look, I can do this for you because I have done, I've been doing this social media piece. I've been writing the blogs. I've been helping with your client facing work in the sense of customer service. Like there's all these pieces, they all come together. And this is how I see it all coming together. One magical package. And this is where I can see your company going to next. If you let me have this opportunity. And I guarantee you that if it's a current client, they're going to be all over that because clients want somebody to come in and tell them, I have an idea for this. I have a way to make this better. And we're going to be all for that. Like you said, it's time is money. There's so many great free tools out there, but it's like the from the OBM perspective, it's great to use all the free tools, but sometimes you do have to make the investment in 
the one thing to bring all of it together. So whether it's with ClickUp and using the forms and using the, the project management piece and the lead piece, we can orchestrate everything through that. You have to make the investment. And sometimes coming from the owner's side, it can seem scary to make that investment in one person who's almost going to, lack of a better way, almost take control of your company in some way. It can be very scary to hand those reins over, but it is totally worth it when you realize the benefits to doing it. It's like hiring the housekeeper. It's hiring the babysitter. It's doing these things. So you're allowed that time to go and digest and brainstorm the next thing that makes the most sense for you and your business. And knowing that administratively, you're taken care of at the same level as if you were doing it. If not, maybe better. If you pick the right person, they could do it even better and allow you even more time. And it also allows you time with your family, your friends, so that you're not feeling like you're all in on your business all the time and allows you to have more room for self-care in that too, because you know you're taken care of in this one area. I do agree with you, probably even better, because if you're at that point where you really need the help, you're probably so busy and overwhelmed that you are just basically working on your business as a VA yourself. You're probably just doing checklists and to-do lists and you're not really getting into the bigger picture of it anymore. That was the whole point. In my mind, the reason we get into entrepreneurship, whether it's from my angle of coming from a VA to OBM or coming from someone like yourself where you're in the coaching space and that sort of thing, there's a reason we all wanted to do this work. Like I said before, there's things we always have to do, but they aren't the end all be all of your business. You still need to actually still go do what you're passionate about in order to continue to grow and and have your own self-purpose. It's the cohesiveness of it all. It all makes sense. The reason I started out in a freelance service-based role was flexibility for my family, but I found so much more that's come with it. And I'm so excited to continue to learn and grow. And I get as much excitement out of that as I do helping support someone to allow them time to go do the same thing, to find that time, to find that purpose, to reconnect with their business and see what they want to do next. It's a very fulfilling feeling. I can imagine because you're doing it for those reasons for yourself, but then you're also helping your clients get back to those reasons too, that they first started a business. It's just so cool. It's so cool watching the lights, the excitement come back up in that client that you're working with and allowing them to get excited again and not go, oh crap, I haven't sent those 12 emails to these people yet. I love these people. There's a reason I'm being, but sometimes it's that piece. It's nice to know that that's been taken care of for you. So I would uh, love to hear what type of clients do you typically work with? Do you have a specific niche or industry or something that you typically work with, or is it pretty open? It's pretty open for the most part. I'm pretty willing to try almost anything with anyone. And I'm very much a self-taught junkie that way. But I find the, my successful clients that I've worked with, the successful relationships I've built with these clients are typically on a more female entrepreneur base in a coaching sphere, marketing sphere. Most of the time, I do have amazing male clients. Don't get me wrong. They're a lot of fun to work with and a whole other side of your brain too. But I find the ones that make me smile when I work with them are usually in the coaching sphere, the marketing sphere, female entrepreneurs who aren't afraid to get their hands dirty, that love and get excited about new possibilities and trying new things and allowing me to help figure that out for them and experiment 
and they're willing to let me try. Yeah. I feel like that's a big piece of it. If you're going to hire a online business manager, you need to allow them to do what they do. Like you need to give them the room to look. And believe me, I'll check in with you. Be like, you're cool with this. Like you're a hundred percent that this makes sense to you. You understand what we're doing. I will always ask those questions, but at the same time, it's that appreciation that, you know, they trust you. And, and it gives you that ability to say, okay, don't worry. I've got you. I've got your back. I've got your business. Let's see what we can do to the next level. This has been so much fun. I would love for you to share where everyone can find you online. So if this resonated with anyone and you want to talk more with Cassandra about working with her as an online business manager, let us know, like, where's the best place for everyone to find you? I'm on all the major networks, basically, but I find my best conversations that I get the ability to have a lot more fun has been in Instagram and LinkedIn, being able to have conversations on both spheres where that's fun and informative and educational that way. So you can find me on there and I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, but you can mostly find me between Instagram and, and LinkedIn mostly. So I have one last question. What is your favorite tool to help keep yourself or your clients organized? I love so many things. A really great project management software is High on My List, ClickUp, and Teamwork are my two favorites. They're very similar, but they're different. And the other piece that I really, really like is the interactiveness of using like the Google Suites as well, because you can work as a team and develop these documents and not miss any points of view too. So those angles on my software are kind of my two favorites outside of Slack. Slack is a godsend in its own right too. So <laughs> I don't have to hand out my cell phone number as much. It's amazing. <laughs> then I don't feel so bad if I forget to message because it's all right there. I can see the entire conversation and a collaborative opportunity. Those would be my top three for sure. I definitely love all of those tools for sure. Google Drive has been a godsend, <laughs> like having everything, all the documents and all the training and everything in one place has just been so helpful to know where everything is. <laughs> and it's so simple to share. There's so many opportunities with the Google Suite products. It's, it's made a big difference. When I first started out, I wasn't sure so much until I got really down and dirty. And I don't know why I didn't think I was going to like the suite like I do now. I know for, for the longest time, I don't know what it was, but I didn't want to commit to one or the other. So I had half of my stuff on Google Drive and I had the other half on Dropbox. <laughs> And that was not helpful at all because I never knew which one had certain things that I was looking for. I was between the three, which is really, really scary. It was Dropbox, Outlook, and Google. And it was almost came to the point where I had to segment my clients. Like, okay, these clients, I work in this one. And, and then it just became, okay, no, I can't share this between everybody. So you know, it just doesn't work for me anymore. <laughs> This has been awesome. It has been so wonderful to chat with you today. Thank you so much for being a guest. I'm so glad you asked and I'm glad I got this opportunity to chat. If your audience is willing to share too, is I'm an open book to have a conversation. It doesn't even mean like a sales call at all. If they have a question about a piece of software, if I know it, I'm more than happy to help. At the end of the day, we're all a team, regardless of the industry we're in, we're all out to succeed. So if I can help anybody, whether it's a newer VA or an OBM or anybody wanting to know about a tool, just don't be afraid to find me on any of the socials. I'd be more than happy to help that way. 
Thank you so much for that. Yeah, I know a lot of people, especially introverts, like we don't want to reach out unless we have permission. <laughs> so that's awesome. If I if I don't know the answer, I'll certainly try to lead you in the right direction for sure. Perfect. And we will have all of Cassandra's links in the show notes so you can easily reach out to her and let her know if you have any questions or what you learned most from this episode about systems or becoming an online business manager or even hiring an online business manager. Thank you so much, Tara. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at introvertpreneur.com and at thetarareed.com where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.